What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This video is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're listening to Apple and Spotify, we just watched the 2023 version of The Color Purple. Roxy had zero interest in watching this. I had to convince her. It was, it was a phone call. I They're had to listening make. right now, so they can't see me rolling my eyes on Apple and Spotify. Well, I mean, the rolling the eyes is just an act that she's putting up to no, make it seem like she was I was really like excited to super, see this, Greg. She was pushing against If this. you believe me, give us five stars. <laughs> Um, and I had seen the, uh, I know it's based on a book and I had seen the other film right here on this channel that like there were the ending scene of the, the first movie, there were two scenes that made me really cry in the original one, like bald right here on this channel. And one was just a moment with Whoopi Goldberg, like when she breaks into a smile, like a real smile when she's with Shug. Did Whoopi Goldberg win for this? I don't, I don't know actually. And then the. The ending scene really did make me like ball oh like the last time around. And so this was like a different kind of viewing experience for me than for you. Because I was like watching, oh, there's remake elements and I'm aware of filmmaking technician stuff. And I'm also seeing like what they trimmed and I'm curious to see how they adapted. So it was like a different kind of lens when the other one is fairly fresh in my mind. Like it's a few months ago, but it's still fairly fresh in my mind. So I had kind of a, oh, I'm fascinated by this. And so I wasn't like quite moved to the emotional heights you were moved to by the end there because a lot of this was very fresh for you and new. Uh, I, I loved the movie that I liked this more than the original film. And the original one, while I was very much moved by, I did feel it was a little sappy and a little like, I don't know, overly assistant sentimental. Assistant to Owen Free, assistant to S. Spielberg. <laughs> It's amazing. It's who are they? Who's a, a Winfrey? Uh, uh, I I still I thought that this movie um just was vibrant. Uh, the musical numbers uh, are the exact kind of jams I love to listen to, and I thought it helped really move the narrative and the emotional experience forward. As opposed to pause, take a break for the music numbers, and they blended seamlessly with the rest of the movie. Uh, in a way that felt like it wasn't detracting or taking attention away. Because sometimes in, I think, musical movies, there has to be a way to transition where it feels like it's a part of the same world. And they did that here where I was never distracted by, oh, we're going into a musical number right now. And somehow managed to balance tones where you're dealing with, like, abuse, um, assault, and still make a fun movie out of it. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do that. They managed to do it. So, yeah, man, that was that was a really, really exceptional film to me. And uh, I, I do prefer it over the other film. I feel empty inside now, Greg. Why do you feel empty? I don't I understand. I don't know. It was so, such a difficult watch for me. It was? Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. It just was because they, they did a good, what they were supposed to do, right? It felt like her life was torture. And then she finally finds happiness and gets everything that she always deserved because she stayed true to herself as a beautiful person and 
Yeah. You know, life can't break your soul, but it breaks most of our souls. And if mm-hmm. I were her, it would have broken my effing soul. And it didn't. And she stayed the course. And it was just really a hard, hard watch. Like they threw in all these upbeat songs that were amazing, but I just feel like depleted and sad and just like just so effed up and then you know there's like on the one side all's well that ends well but on the other side it's not about the destination it's about the journey and oh my god she had like the hardest journey and so i thought the movie was a hard journey yeah you're not wrong yeah and i don't remember the first one and i don't remember it being this sad Oh my god! I, it I, is like so sad. Yeah, but I think because I watched it when I was little, I think I must have just not really like understood the grasp of everything going on. You know, like it's like it's yeah. like watching Annie as a little kid and not really realizing what the hell is happening. <laughs> like just like listening. Obviously, that's this wasn't a musical as a little kid, yeah. but like you don't know the weight of things. You're seeing something, and it's like you know it's a movie, and then. I mean, they're harsher in the other movie. Like it, it goes. It I'm goes. sure they were, but I was a kid, so it didn't affect me the same. Mm. Yeah, no, I think they have like more disturbing elements. It's bleaker. It's sadder, and because it's, it's nothing but trauma, basically. This felt like nothing but trauma for two hours. Oh, but you got the musical numbers, which are so they moving were and ama- stuff. Amazing. And I think that's probably why, like, the drama will hit you harder because I was. Like a, it pretty much follows the same beats, like pretty much. And then there's like stuff eliminated and then replaced with musical numbers. And then certain scenes happen in different locations. And again, I'm only comparing this to the original movie, not the book. book. I don't know the book. Uh, so yeah, like I, and I think a lot, most of us who, I think a lot of people will probably say like, yeah, I saw the movie from Spielberg, but I didn't, I didn't read the book. So I'm one of those people. And who wrote and, the book? I have no idea. What when, when was the book? But, but it's, it's it's I think it's a I mean a long time ago. But I think it's a very fascinating tale to see the legacy this specific story has told, because it's so much about endurance, self acceptance, love, faith, and you watch it go from book to film to then Broadway musical to then getting adapted into <laughs> like it, it's been such a journey with this one tale yeah and uh with characters that have just stood the test of time and for for a story that doesn't it's not a conventional tale you know it's a very specific kind of story and i'm i'm very wowed by how even though i was i I couldn't help get the original the other movie out of my mind only because of how fresh it's been in there i was still very much more. I I, I think in, in in some ways, even though I, I didn't cry like I did the last one, but that was because I was aware of the plot beats and I had a different kind of lens watching this. I still think that this movie was sharper. Um, it, I it, the the voice behind the camera I thought spoke louder volumes and rang more true to the actual story at hand. It actually felt more sincere, and I weirdly say, even though it's not as bleak, it's a bleak experience, but it's not as bleak, it somehow feels more authentic, and I can't quite pinpoint that, even though it embraces the fantastic- Authentic to what? Like, the reality? Authentic in the sense that I don't feel any pretension behind the camera on this one, and- I, I looked it up afterwards too with with the, with the other film because like Op- Oprah's phenomenal on it. Danny Glover plays Coleman Domingo's role. 
He plays Mr. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, is, is incredible as Celie in that. And I did look it up after because I was like, I have these thoughts. And I was like, okay, a lot of people also kind of feel this way too. That feel it, what it, way. it is. It's like, oh, it's, it's got, it, it, it felt, uh, uh, Spielberg made it before Schindler's List. And at the time of him making that, I'm just trying to recall exactly what I said. There was a bit of a pretentiousness to it where it feels like overly sappy and romanticizing the drama. I was, I was trying to look up if other people felt the same way. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That it was pretentious? Yeah, yeah. Like you kind of needed a, I feel, you, I feel like you needed a black director to make, I, I think you need a black director to make the color purple. It's like someone who can kind of understand some of this mm. life in a way that doesn't feel like, wow, look at me making a drama, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't think it needs to be a black person. Like you're <laughs> saying you think that he could do it with Schindler's List because he was Jewish and doing nah, it with- see, I don't even want to like say that. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what you brought up Schindler's List for. Just I was like saying, saying I think his 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 attention to detail and his and it, uh, his like Schindler's List felt I reacted to that movie here too broke my heart the there that had a sense of authenticity it didn't feel like a romanticized drama in any way mm, you know and, but the color purple did but the color purple feels feels like a, a highly produced television drama like a hollywood blockbuster <laughs> i would say a blockbuster it, it feels like a like a television drama that like a television not, made not, for tv movie yeah but like with a big budget and and well really really well done version but you can't see past like that's yeah. interesting that's how i personally felt about it Whoa. even though i was moved by the film simultaneously uh, and uh this to me while bigger more of a scope more variety has musical fantastical elements um, I never got the feeling that whoever directed this was f- uh, trying too hard in a way, like like oh you're overreaching. Like it always, mm. it always whatever heights they were soaring for, it always felt genuine. That's I think that's the word more I'm looking for is that they, there was a constant genuine voice to this. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the same comparison thing that you do. Um, to know. I don't know why you would. Because this felt very fantastical to me. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think the voice of the fantasticalness is genuine. You know, what's crazy is like I, a lot of times after a movie, what was the movie that we watched that? Um, Final uh, Destination Four. No, no, <laughs> the movie that we watched where uh, it's that girl on the cover, dead, talk dead, with the talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. That's what it was called. And I was like, I never want to see that again. Mm-hmm. I, it's how I kind of feel about this movie. I don't think you, I really, loved, you could handle the original. <laughs> I love the music and I would listen to this music all the time. I think this movie was so well made and watching it was like a true experience. But I don't know that I could do that again. I feel like, like I honestly feel like crap right now. Wow. Like I feel really, really not good. Which is wild because the end is like a beautiful. I was, and I, it was like happy tears at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, watching like people go through pain and suffering for so many hours is so hard. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. And I think, uh, that's one of the beautiful things about the color purple story is finding, yeah. finding, um, the love in the midst of such hardship. Yeah. And they sing about that and like having to, it's, I just can't believe there's so many people on the planet who have to stay good when the universe is giving them every reason to not beautiful messaging 
unbelievable lyrics, incredible dancing. It's a sister movie. It's like perfectly done. And like, I can't function right now fully. Wow. I wasn't expecting you'd be so effed up about it. <laughs> oh, that was good to smile for a second. Good, good. <laughs> I haven't smiled in two hours and 33 minutes. <laughs> no, but the end, you know, it's like some movies have really depressing endings and then you usually walk away more upset. This had a really uplifting ending. But like to get to that point, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, and I actually didn't quite think of it in that perspective that you have of like, <laughs> My, like, depra- I, my I'm, depressed version. I'm coming from like the like the really heavy drama version that's in my mind where they go like everything with Sophia felt so much worse in the other one and like the shit that she endures so after, after she gets out of uh, out of yeah, prison there, we see her at this, the mayor's wives place. There's this whole thing where like yeah where she's working for her for a while like you really gestate in a lot more stuff for longer. uh, Yeah, I guess my mind was wandering and imagining how all that would be, and I just felt so bad for her, too. Danielle Brooks is, like, a real star. Yeah, whereas, like, this has, like, this contrast where, like, when the musical numbers would come in, I I was having, like, a really good time. Yeah, Yeah. the the one musical number that I... There's a few that I was able to have a really good time, but the the Halle Bailey sister walk one, when Mm -hmm. we're still early on before there's been some abuse, but not all of the abuse, I was still, like, feeling, okay, okay. Like the sisters, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to get into your head a little bit here. Um, it's okay. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like your viewing experience <laughs> is also largely affected by the fact that you do miss your sisters. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was unfathomable to me, like to watch this and think about her being somewhere else and not knowing if she was alive. Uh, and somebody else knowing that and keeping that from you. Mm. Like, I hate him. He's way worse than the other. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him for what he did. All the things he did. I really, really hate him. And then he gets to be at the dinner because he's wearing the pants. And I'm like, Ugh, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah, It's o- not good to have in your heart, Greg. In the other film, he's um, he's from afar. Like, he helps from afar. He's not like this whole, like, gathered at the dinner. Like, I think I think it's kind of those like you know nods of approval. It's like hmm, yeah, I've done good. But it's always and I'm like good. I guess redemption for this guy. <laughs> yeah, know? it's like it doesn't forgive the things that you have done, but it is always good to choose to do the right thing. That was the right thing to do. It's better for him to do that than to never do the right thing at all. What what I what I liked, if I if I can say one thing, because you know he's a man, and we got to forgive men when they're abusive. That's a good point. You know. <laughs> Like, I can say one if thing, it's a, it's f- if forgive it, all men. If it's an ex-wife or a lover of a famous man, oh man, may they be burnt at the cross. So, Coleman Domingo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he goes, I don't remember if this is in the other story, but what I liked was this whole thing, when he feels, the superstition kicks in, he feels like he's like he's really living in a curse, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she does. And uh, when he's feeling them in the curse, and then it echoes in his head, like, oh, okay, I gotta do right by her. My mind was thinking, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. If he's only gonna do something good to help himself Self get out. out of the curse, yeah. And and so what I liked about when he he goes to visit her at the store, he doesn't tell her. He doesn't tell her any of this, um, and 
and and she makes her peace with him there. You know, she says, "Let's just be friends." Like she makes she makes her peace. So he doesn't he didn't have to go the extra mile. He didn't have to do. And this she's extra able to forgive him, and I'm just like, "Girl, how how are you this amazing of a human?" I can't because that's what women do. <laughs> yeah, it's just unbelievable, though. You know, like he put her through, like as she said at the table, you he made her life a living hell. Truly, absolutely, yeah. I thought that was beautiful. I mean, to have a protagonist that you root for as heavy as you root for her is always strong. And I feel like maybe in a week, if you ask me about this movie, I'll want to see it again. But right now, it really feels like somebody beat the crap out of me Hmm. and then gave me a cookie at the end. Well, also, (laughs) like, but I still got the shit kicked out of me. I mean, also, you you took the cookie from me in the fucking first place. If you're really sure you're a woman, and I'm not a woman, and I think a, a woman watching this will have a very different experience. I think a black woman watching this will have a very different experience too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. that that too. <laughs> I mean, like we haven't even sp- spoken about any of the racial tones of this, which I thought think it was interesting that you don't often watch a movie where um, we're going to like a a time in our yeah. What'd you say? Like the yeah, the forty years gap. Of no, no, time. I was yes, but we're going back in. Uh, American history mm-hmm. and we're watching um, the treatment of black women versus black men. Usually we're watching the treatment of black people versus white people back in the yeah. ni- early 1900s. Um, and so watching like what people who have a little bit of power, but still are being kept down by society due to the people who have even less power than them. That was really yeah, the whole thing's upsetting, man. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's upsetting what we do to each other as human beings. When when there are people like uh, Fantasia, what's what's the main character's name? Seely. Like Seely. Then there are people like Seely who are like that's who should have power in the world because she would do good with it. And when she does finally get the shop, she does. She's doing good. And she's doing, she's does, and it's like that's never who has the power over anybody else. I don't know. It's just upsetting time to be alive. Yeah. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this video. I've literally just finished a therapy session and I wanted to shoot this because I'm in this state of knowing why I champion mental health support so much. In the past few weeks, work's been a little bit hectic. It's led me to miss some sessions and I really don't like doing that. And sometimes that's when the weight really starts to pile on. A lot of restless nights, a lot of fatigue, a lot of I can't sleep even though I'm so tired. Sometimes just a very deep-seated sense of gloom. Meditating and sometimes journaling are my daily go-tos. But sometimes they just don't cut it when I'm trying to pinpoint why I'm down. And really, especially after a session like today, therapy just really helps clear the fog. Discussing the feelings is a critical step for me, especially as someone who's diagnosed with ADHD, type 2 bipolar, and PTSD. It's truly a cornerstone of my well-being. And I'm not alone in this. Many of us here at Real Rejects are in therapy, facing our own challenges from depression to anxiety, or just needing a non-judgmental space to voice our thoughts. This year, I've been working on most days of the week to keep my physical health strong, and I really do champion therapy as a way to strengthen my mental resilience. And for many, BetterHelp is integral to that process. There's real value in BetterHelp's accessible and adaptable service. They match you with a licensed therapist and provide the option to switch if necessary, ensuring the right fit for your mental health journey. As this year winds down and we confront life's complexities, do consider BetterHelp as a resource. Really happy to be partnered with them this month, so you can go to betterhelp.com slash realrejects for 10% off your first month. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash realrejects. So join us in moving forward stronger together. Thank you again. So did you have any expectation of what 
Isn't I kind of remember. <laughs> I remember liking this movie. But do you remember like any any difficulties with the subject matter? And, and it, it seems like that all this is completely left your brain. You're like, wow, this is a mean no, movie. No, no, I remember it being a serious <laughs> drama, but I didn't remember like being affected like this. I remember like like oh, I have had more experience. It's, it's happened to me with a lot of kids that a lot of movies that I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. Where as a kid, you kind of just like it's a movie. Yeah. yeah. But, and this is a movie. It's not like, you know. The, as a kid, I would think this is boring as shit. As a kid, I would think this is boring. I don't really remember it that much. No. I just remember thinking that it was a drama. I mean, I wasn't that, I was probably like 10. Mm. And it probably affected me a little bit. But I, since, you know, I have a hard time remembering movies in general. So Yeah. It's, yeah, definitely left my brain more than I thought. Well, definitely left my brain more than I thought. Well, I remember being Whoopi. I loved Whoopi. I dressed, um, well, I don't know if that's appropriate to say. I loved Whoopi so much I did a class project on her. And then I. You dressed uh, as her? Obviously not what you're thinking, but <laughs> for school. Yeah, I had like a really cool what jacket. What did you think I was thinking? <laughs> what? What did you think I was thinking? When I said I dressed as Whoopi Goldberg, I saw you roll your eyes and do anything. I didn't roll my eyes. I, oh. went, I went, huh? Oh. Yeah, I like loved her as a kid. She was my idol, and so I remember I must have seen this and thought, I, I, I don't know, maybe I was just paying more attention to her. I don't know. Look, this movie was hilarious. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. This just really affected me. Uh, I well, on this movie, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to steer this conversation into such a comparison piece, and uh, I, I, I it's just hard for me not to. Uh, especially because I reacted to the other one here a few a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. and with who? By myself. Mm. I couldn't have done this by myself. Uh, there was actually moments in this where I don't know if I, I, this might have been the quietest I've ever been in a reaction. I'm like, pretty quiet. I couldn't like. Yeah. I couldn't like verbalize any of yeah. my thoughts. It was it was worrisome. I was like, "Is she bored?" Is that what you thought? I'm not like looking at you. Here's to looking at you, kid. Should I just do that the whole reaction next time? Next time I'll just be like, yeah. You're being kind of quiet, Rox. <laughs> I want to speak up a little bit, toots. I didn't like huh? you know how to. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you vocalize your thoughts? Yes. This man giving you permission to talk. Mm, good, Come on. Good. I'm going to be like Danielle Brooks. You talk again, I beat the shit out of you, woman. <laughs> that was a good voice. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> I am Carmen Domingo. <laughs> well, he became a pirate. That's what That's you crazy. did. You went her, 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 her. No, it's the talkies. I was doing what you were doing. You're you do- speak again, and I'll. <laughs> You're doing a pirate voice. That's not a pirate voice. <laughs> I'm doing the talkies. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so. No, okay. The talkies are kind of like here. The talkies are kind of like here. Like that? What's a pirate sound like? I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm a pirate, matey. Yeah, not bad. I'm a pretty bad pirate. Um, yeah, okay, well, we'll close this out with this quick recap. Highlights. Uh, Halle Bailey, excellent. Loved her musical numbers. Thought the musical numbers were phenomenal. Great choreography throughout. Uh, costumes. If this is not going to Academy Award nomination, I'll be extremely disappointed in For it. For sure. For, for sure. Daniel Brooks, I thought, was my favorite performer, honestly. Oh, um, so good. Especially to follow in Oprah's footsteps. Like, this movie made Oprah a star. And uh, to follow in her footsteps, uh, I thought she completely lived up to it. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, excellent. Just the 
gravitas and the magnetism, as you said during the reaction, is so so accurate to it. Uh, so many layers. And uh, Coleman Domingo. So uh, I did powerhouse. speak during the reaction. Good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said a couple of words. Uh, Coleman Domingo. Yeah, you you recited the whole Sierra song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me you, see. You thought you. of things to say. One, two, stop. <laughs> and and uh, uh, yeah, every, everyone was great. The look was awesome. I thought there was so what much great Fantasia? expression. Fantasia as Celia. I mean, she was an excellent performer. That was the one hurdle I was having a difficult, subjective time getting over. Was that granted? Whoopi does not sing in the other one. Uh, I was very much. I I actually. I had a hard time not comparing. Okay. It was and I understand that pisses people off when you do that. Uh, I'm just gotta be honest with y'all. I had a hard time like not comparing mm. when when it's doing the same beats as the other film, and Whoopi Goldberg. That's a very iconic portrayal for her. I was. I found myself exceptionally more connected to, to Whoopi than I did uh, with this portrayal. Oh, and I, wild! And I think I was—I think it had something to do with because at one point I even said to you, like, I feel like we're not really seeing Celia a, a lot. We're kind of when you said yeah. that, I was thinking to myself, I feel like we've spent a lot of time with her. Yeah, and I think that's where my brain was having a bit of a hard time, let, adjusting, like, like being aware of. We've cut past like a lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of this follows the same beats, but a lot of the scenes are shorter. Like because they're they, they trim it like mm-hmm. that whole thing with the the spitting in the water thing like that oh goes on. Oh my god! Don't don't that's don't, a don't, way don't, longer don't scene. Don't and um, and, and that so I would kind of be like, oh, this is like a much shorter version. Of, like I would just I would notice these things where I'm like, this is going on way shorter. And and so I wonder if that had something to do with my impact uh, specifically with Sealy because I didn't feel that way with um, Harpo with Harpo and uh, uh, Daniel Brooks. I didn't feel that way with her. Uh, Coleman Domingo, I wasn't like, uh, he does a very something very different than what Danny Glover did, actually. And so I was able to really just accept a lot of these performances on their own merits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet with Celie, I, I, I was like, Celie's the one who like broke me in, in, uh, in, in the on last so I was, that's how I felt in this so I was very much connected to it and I've never seen like a great other than Ghost you know <laughs> like I've never seen like that many Whoopi Goldberg performances and so I was like wow she is shockingly great in this movie and that was the hurdle that being said I still think she was excellent in this film I still think Fantasia was excellent here and um, her musical numbers were strong. And when she's like saying, I am beautiful, I'm like, wow, that, that really got me thinking. You know, like that's, that's a hard, I'm not, I've been told by many a therapist to be like, you should like learn to, to say a couple of nice things to yourself in the mirror. Yeah, and affirmations. One, one of the few things I still like, I just don't do. It is so hard for me to like get to a point to like say that something. That shot was nice. cool. Yeah, I thought that was like, you should uh, do that. Do you do it? I don't think I have a problem loving myself. Wow. Maybe you should reconsider that. <laughs> yeah, see, that doesn't hurt me because I love me. Have you met you, Roxy? Yeah. Do you know who you are? I don't know. Listen, I came from therapy today. Maybe that's why I'm more in touch with my emotions today. Mm. All right, I got to get Roxy out of here. Um, guys, what do you think of this color purple movie? I loved it. That was one of my favorite Why is it called that? The color purple. I was hoping you would you would be able to answer that. Well, there was As that I've seen one two moment. Movies now, and I'm like, what? There's that the one moment again? where we're walking through, and Taraji's like, you know, the colors, the bright colors, whatever. But uh, other than that, but maybe that is just what it is about. 
I think when I, I think in the other movie, I remembered understanding it better, mm. but for some reason, I kind of lost sight of why it's called the color purple here. But it's not really about the color purple. Or is it? And we totally missed the point. It's your favorite color. There was something about whatever the purple represented here um, amongst the, uh, I, I don't know, something deep. Purple's royal. Do you want to look it up really quick? Then you can go. I, I, I would like to know now. Yeah. How do I do it? My phone? I'll do it. Oh. Everyone be quiet. Yeah. Stop talking just like I did during the. <laughs> yeah. Why Ooh. is the color purple? Called the color purple. I'm starting to feel a little better, Greg. It's because we talked about it. Yeah, that usually does help. And also because I'm beautiful. Anyway, let's look this up. <laughs> You're a nice human being, correct? <laughs> you is smart. You is kind. <laughs> you is kind. important. <laughs> All right, what's it telling you? It's telling me uh, that I'm definitely on an ad right now that I got caught up in. Um, okay, the Tyler first time I was Shug Avery. Uh, remember, God is neither here nor this different way. I think it pisses God off, and if we walk by the color, pro- why does he keep logging out? Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, it says I'm on airplane mode. Mm. I think to sh- it pissed Scott off if you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and you don't notice it. Oh, that's what she, she was saying in the... Yeah. Yeah. She has never observed things that submission changes her life and ours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. The things that are like staring you. Yeah, right? and okay. she's talking about it. God isn't this, God isn't that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, honestly, because you know I'm not religious, the God stuff didn't impact me as much, but... I loved it. The keeping like hope and faith did. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I can watch, I'm not religious, but I, I do get affected when I see if it's if for a character, if it's like there's a sense of community or, or what it does for them, if it makes them a better person in a movie or something like that. Like I can watch mm. things like that and I could be very moved by, I'm not going to become like a God-fearing man or something, but I will, I, I can still be very much moved. You think you're ever going to give me a comedy We just watched Saltburn. <laughs> that was tough, dude. That's hilarious. We watch. Uh, we we don't watch heavy films usually. You make me watch the freakiest horror movies, <laughs> and this was the ho- most scary horror. I movie thought ever. we were gonna take a light break here. I was like, oh, here's another trolls. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, she's really. No, sad I'm glad right I now. watched. It's obviously an amazing movie. Definitely one of the best of 2023 for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, go watch Always Lola if you want to feel really good about yourself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, subscribe. And hey, you got a hole in your sock. I know. And she still thinks she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> really do. On the inside. Landon Miller. London. Welcome to your shout out, my friend. Oh. Is this first one? It must so. have upgraded. Yeah, look out. It's time for a classic shout out. <laughs> you're going to regret this. Oh, you're going to hate this. So, what we like to do is take your name, figure out the acronym for it, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say what comes to mind. L stands for. Licking my butthole. Oh, yes, it does. 
Hey. Hey stands for anal retentive, which I'm sure you are not. N stands for nice guy. This D stands for the D, which I'm sure you're slinging all around T, O-W-N. O stands for the shape of your mouth when you're by my anus. <laughs> I'm glad one of us had to get there. And, and N stands for nuts, where uh, I'm sure you've got huge ones, man. Just just like the craziest, craziest nuts, craziest nuts man. D's nuts don't even come close. Well, I've come this far. M stands for hey. um, martyr. Oh, sure. Because he would still be willing to die in the good reject name, mm-hmm. even if it meant us, you know, doing what we're doing right yes, now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I stands for um, industrious as I'm sure you are an enterprising and, and you know, a creative human being. L stands for loquacious. Is that even a word? <laughs> the world may never know. Is it just something Greg thought of? It could be. Maybe you arrived at Is it independently. Is that the definition of loquacious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other L stands for uh, lugubrious. What does it mean? Comment if you're actually watching this shout out with the definition so that I can commit it to memory. E stands for eternal because you will forever be. Laying down with my face, my butt on your face. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, and, and I think it only would be appropriate that R stands for rimming, as you know that will Too bring. Vulgar, yeah. No, we had to come full circle in this shout out. So you know, it was the only one. Pl- it could be anything though. You maybe you're just uh, you know doing a rim shot on your drums there. Maybe that's your version of rimming. Or maybe uh, it's just polishing up the rims on your car. It doesn't have to be gross, man. I just wanted to say, you know, we've done the first patron of the month shout-outs. It's kind of deal for people so many times when it comes to the acronyms. And I really just wanted to experiment here and yeah. make sure you were loyal enough because that's really what... The L stands for in your name. Oh, double dose of see loyalty. What I did? It's a test of Triple loyalty. Dose. He's got so many L's. To in see if you would still be willing to stay pledged yeah. in spite this is a test. of this shout out. This is a test. You just got Landon Miller. Look out. I hope you're happy. I hope you're satisfied. I am drafting an apology. <laughs> dearest <laughs> Landon <laughs> Miller. Tomorrow Morty. My dearest bro. <laughs> We're all friends here, right? <laughs> it's satire. Thanks, Landon Miller. We appreciate you. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? 
Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.